Amen and amen. Appreciate you. Amen. Amen. I can honestly tell you tonight, I don't mean to brag, I'm just telling you because I get excited about it. I feel as if the Lord and I have a great relationship. I believe that it's closer than it's ever been. And I love it. I love it. Telling you what, I get to talk with my Lord every day. Multiple times throughout the day. And he feels, I'm telling you what, the message tonight, I woke, I was, this week I I just having a little trouble sleeping a little bit. I woke up in the middle of the night and he just put this message in my heart. I can't tell you why, I don't don't know all that. I just know that I woke up and I'm laying there wide awake and I just start preaching to myself. (laughs) It's like he was just putting it right in there. And uh, you know what? God is real. If we would just enjoy the life that he's given us with him, telling you what, it's all the difference. Amen and amen. Ephesians 5 tonight. I'm going to give you the title of my message. Give you a little bit of help there. I don't want some of you to get up and leave. Okay? Because this is important. Okay? title of the message is what to do when your marriage has you blue. What to do when your marriage has you blue. Say, Pastor John, I'm not married. Okay. This is still Bible. Amen? We can still get application from it. Okay, there's a lot of you that aren't married that want to be. That are ready to be or, or hoping to be someday. Praise God for it. Learn something from it. Praise the Lord. Maybe you say, well, I was married and, and the Lord just sees fit that uh, my, my spouse is in heaven or whatnot. Well, the Bible does say for the elder ladies to teach the younger ladies. For the older men to teach the younger men. Amen? Okay. Nobody's agreeing with that. Come on. That's Bible. Let's go. That's Titus. Amen. Young people need to hear this tonight. Because why? Because what they're seeing all around us and in this world today is that if I, I get into it and I don't really like it, I can bail. That's, God said, let two become one flesh. I don't see anywhere in there that God says He wants us to quit. I just don't see that. Amen? We all have something we can learn. Amen? Let's strengthen our marriages. It's important. We want to have a strong church. Our home needs to be strong. Not just our kids and parenting, but it's husband and wife needs to be strong. That's where it starts. We want to we raise kids for the glory of God and teach them. We've got to have marriages that are strong. And it's Bible. God started with the marriage and the home. Then he added children. Amen? That's where it starts. Amen. Amen. And uh, sometimes, well, here's again the message is what to do when your marriage has you blue. And I believe that we can all take uh, application from this, even if we're not married tonight and uh, for different relationships, but we can learn some things from the Word of God. And God says all Scripture is given by God, right? And is profitable. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. That means it's profitable for you and for me. So let's look at it tonight. Ephesians chapter 5 is where we'll be. You ever feel 
that your marriage... Well, we all know this if we're married, and uh, many of you, and all of us know this, that we have our ups and downs. We have our ups and downs. You have your good times, you have your bad times, you have your struggles, you have your high moments, you have your mountain peaks, and you have your valleys. We all know that. I wonder tonight, uh, in your marriage, are you stuck in a rut? That happens, doesn't it? Just, just going through things. We're doing this because this is what we do. You don't have to stay there. Just like in your Christian life, you don't have to stay there. Just going through the motions because I don't, I don't feel anything. I'm not sure about this and I'm just going through the motions and I'm waiting for the Lord to show up. No, 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 no. Hey, sometimes in marriage you hear people, well, I'm just doing this because this is what I'm supposed to do and I don't, I don't want to quit, but I'm all this. And I'm just waiting for my wife to, to show me she loves me. No, 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 no. That's not what it's about at all. If you're waiting for the other person, you got it all wrong. Got it all wrong. Let's state the obvious tonight for our young people, for our children, for all of us, that God did not intend for us to quit. So what's that mean? That means I'm either going to be miserable in the marriage that God's given me, or I'm going to make it the best I can make it. And can, I can enjoy it. Amen. Don't quit. It's time we start taking one day at a time and make some applications, some practical application from the Word of God. Do you want to just exist? Do you want to just be a roommate? Or do you want to be in love and enjoy it with the person that God's given you? Come on now. Again, again, I, I said this, but let me just stop here for a minute. If we're saying, I'm not feeling it anymore. The world says that kind of stuff. I'm not feeling it anymore. I'm just not sure. I don't, I don't know. Did I fall out of love? Did I, did, I'm not sure if I'm in love anymore and all that hogwash. Love's not a bunch of oogie, whatever, feelings. Googly boogly. Well, I don't know what you want to call it. Okay, you ask the folks in this sanctuary, I know, you know, I know, you know who I am and I know, I know that you know who I am. I've only been married for 16 years. Well, this will be 16 this year, right? 16 this year. Amen. Okay. I had to double check that. Okay. But listen, some of y'all have been married for 50 plus and praise God for it. I tell you what, you go along and you learn something from these folks that have been married a long time. And you'll learn that it's not all lovey-dovey and all the feelings every single day. Now, I know you have these ladies, they have their, this, this picture in their mind. I mean, oh. My husband's going to burst through the door. It's been a, such a long day. And, oh, and I leap into his arms and we're just all. Oh. <laughs> Woo! Love's not all feelings. Love is an action word. And you know it is. Now it is good for me to tell Marie that I love her. It's good. I know that. Sometimes she has to remind me of that. But I know it. But it is also important that I show her with my every decision that I love her. I know that some of you are all about, I just want that, 
that googly eyes again where we just sit there. I'm sorry, bringing back memories for some of you. All right, now, let's turn off the Hallmark Channel for a minute. Yeah. Hallmark Christmas movies. I think we've had enough. Man, I'm going to hear it when I get home. There's two things. I'm having fun with you tonight. You ought to have fun in your marriage, too. Amen? Amen. Try flirting a little bit. It's fun. Amen? God give you that permission and gave that ability to do it. Do it. Have fun with it. All right? Amen. Hallelujah. There's two things here in Ephesians that we need to look at because there's two th- principles that God is teaching us here that if we just... Take these to heart and start implementing them. I believe it will strengthen our marriage. Instead of looking at the other one and pointing the finger and saying, I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you to do something. I'm waiting for you to get on board. I'm waiting for you to get better and to do something. Maybe you ought to say, Lord, what can I do to to do something better? How can I be a better husband to strengthen my home? It starts right here. Brother Horton, when we talk about sports and basketball teams and all that such, I think about when in, uh, in the fall when we start having practice for basketball team and it's been you know, half a year since they played together. We probably don't start with the most uh, uh, commanding and, and difficult uh, uh, plays and all this stuff. We don't start at that at all. What do we do? We go back to the basics. Let me do some dribbling drills here. Let me, let me just run around the, the gym for three hours and get... Make, get my stamina back up. Get some, go back to the basics, and that's what we need tonight. Look at the Scripture here in Ephesians 5.25, please. All right? Look at this. Husbands, we're going we're gonna to deal with husbands first. Here it is. Look at this. Verse 25. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave Himself for it. Now, this is a very simple, simple message. But I believe if you take this to heart and you apply this, it'll help you. I guarantee it'll help you. Husbands, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to love your wives as Christ loved the church. Somebody tell me what he did for the church. He died for the church. That means sacrificed himself for the church. Wouldn't it be something some husbands quit living for themselves and started sacrificing themselves for their wives? Wouldn't that be something? It's Bible. What does that mean? Sacrifice. As a man, as as men, we go to work. And we have a plan. We go to work and we're working and we get this idea in the back of our head. And we got this plan. And uh, whether it's for something you want to build or something you want to do or the vacation you're planning for your family, you get this plan. You get this idea. Some of you got this master thing in the garage that you're building and, and you love it and it's your hobby and you got this plan for it and all of that. You know it. And then others, and, and, and then the, and, huh, your wife's got a plan too, don't she? Yeah, it's like 
Winning the lottery if those plans match up. <laughs> One in 300 million trillion, right? And she's got a plan and it never matches yours. What's a husband supposed to do? Nope. I said this. I planned this. This is what we're doing. My Bible says Christ loved the church and he gave himself for it. Sacrifice. How many times do I sacrifice for Marie? That's convicting right there. How many times I set my plan, my time, my money, my everything, and set it aside and say, whatever you want. I'm here for you. I'm here to serve you. Because I'm your husband and I love you. And I'm supposed to sacrifice for you. I'm supposed to show you that. Wouldn't that be something we start implementing that in our marriages? I know a lot of us have this, this big picture of sacrifice and, and uh, in your mind, this thing you're, you're working up, you have this dream where you, you swim across the, the uh, alligator-infested river. And, and this boat is on fire and your wife's trapped inside. And you get up on the boat and you're going through the flames and all that. Then you take the chains and you just break them apart like you're Mr. Sampson, you know. And there she is. And you just sweep her off her feet and you said, yeah, I sacrificed my life for her. That's love, baby. <laughs> Let's talk practically. You know what love is? Unloading the groceries out of her car while your game's on the TV. Sacrifice. You saved a little bit of money so you can do this thing, but she's having difficulty with this thing or she tells you the kids need that thing and that's really important to her. And sacrifice for her. That's difficult, isn't it? Man, that's difficult. We're talking about money. Money that you have planned and you have saved and you worked hard for is difficult. But God said here that we're supposed to sacrifice for our wives. What are we doing? I once knew a man that wouldn't buy life insurance. He wouldn't do it. He's a husband and a father, and he was living for himself. It was obvious that he was all about himself. You catch him staring in the mirror. He wouldn't buy life insurance. He said, it's not for me, and I'm never going to use it, so why would I pay for it? His marriage didn't last very long. Didn't last. Because he was all about himself and not for sacrificing for his wife. You know what the opposite of sacrifice is? Selfishness. We're real good at being selfish. Look at the scripture says tonight. Look at verse 28, please. Chapter 5, verse 28. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. Look at verse 29. For no man have ever hated, yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. We sure love ourselves. Amen. We have a hard time giving up what our flesh wants, don't we, men? We have a hard time giving up. 
uh, sweets and, and whatever else and these things and, and even stuff that we're struggling with. We have a hard time giving up because we love ourselves. God says, love your wife like you love yourself. Sacrifice. It's going to be something that we quit being selfish and we started investing in our marriage and building it to be what it ought to be on our part. God never told me to go fix my wife. He didn't say that. He said, sacrifice for her. I can't change the way, uh, what she thinks and, and the way she feels in her heart and all that and how she's right before God. I can be a spiritual leader. I can teach and I can be patient and I can love, but I ought to sacrifice and be the husband I ought to be because there's two people in a marriage and yet you're one flesh. It's, not all, it's, n- it's never just one-sided. If I want my marriage to get better, I ought to start sacrificing. Let's look at verse 22 here. There's another word in here. Look at this. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. What? Uh-oh. Where's he going with this? Submission. Sacrifice is a man's part. He needs to do it. He ought to do it. God told him to do it. Submission's on the lady's part. God said it. She ought to. And that's the way it is. Men, it's, it's not about you. It's all about her. Ladies, guess what? It's not about you. It's all about him. Back to the basics. Amen? Submission is the wife's part. Fixing a dull, lifeless marriage is not just one-sided. It's not all your husband's fault. You need to work on you as well. Come on, this is equal here. Men got a lot to work on and so do the ladies. We got to get back to the basics and see what God says. God had the perfect way. He had the perfect plan. We ought to follow it. Amen? I can't believe you're talking about submission, Pastor John. No wonder you waited after you've been here a year before you start preaching this. Man, you're in deep now. We can't get rid of you now. Listen, it's Bible. Nobody wants to talk about it anymore. I can't believe this. But it's Bible. Look what the Bible says in verse 23. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. So my head makes decisions for my body, yes? My body gives a lot of input. It's giving input right about now. My stomach's saying, hey, I'm hungry. Amen? But my head's going to make a better decision say, I had a message to preach and the Lord has something for me to do before I eat. Yeah? It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be very good if I just walked off the platform and said, I'm going to get something to eat. Some of you might like it, but I don't think I'd be pleased the Lord right now. Okay, so my stomach gives me input. My legs give me input when they tell me they're tired. But my head has to make a good has to make take that information and make a decision. Right? My lungs give me input when I've been running. But my head has to make a decision that's responsible and my head is held responsible. I, when I was a when I was a kid, I, I never I don't I don't ever remember my parents coming in and correcting my feet. Now listen here, foot. 
No, they looked me right in the face and they said, get right. Why? Because my head is held responsible. Men, you better understand this. We're going to be held responsible for our marriages and our homes before Almighty God. Because God says right here that we're the head of the home. And though we ought to take input, we're not dictators and we don't dictate and, and kick our wives around and say, well, bless God, submit. I don't read that in there. It says I'm supposed to sacrifice, but I've also I'm the head of the home and I ought to make the decision and be held responsible for that decision. We can talk about the president. He's got these counselors. He's got a cabinet. But who is held responsible? The head. The president. Just like the pastor is. Yes. We've got deacons in this church. We've got assistants. We've got a lot of folks with a lot of ideas and a lot of opinions. But who's going to be held responsible? The pastor. We understand these things. But yet we don't live like we know and we don't live like we believe it oftentimes. Notice here that it says in verse number 24, Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ. That word subject means to subordinate or to obey, submit self unto. That's what that word means. And notice what the word, the verse says, so let the wives be to their own husbands, here it is, in everything. What are you saying, Pastor John? I'm saying the Bible says that a wife ought to be subject to her husband in everything. Because that's what it says right there, does it not? That's what it says. So if men would start sacrificing and giving of themselves in every way to their wives and living for their wives, and the wife would say, I'm going to be subject unto my husband in everything, I might have given him an idea, I might have given him this, or I might have talked to him about this, but when he makes a decision, I've got to be subject, and I'm going to live for him, and I'm going to yield to him. And we started living for each other. I think it would strengthen our homes, don't you? Because that's what God said. That's what God said. I'm telling you, this world don't want to hear it. Modern Christians don't want to hear it. I can't believe what in the world? You mean oh, I'm a woman? I can do whatever I want. Be cautious on now. You gave your commitment to your husband for your life, and God says, "Be subject." Just as God told the husband, you, you love and you sacrifice. Amen. amen and amen. Now this is a little bit challenging in 2023 sometimes when the world's saying that it don't matter who you are and what you are, you do what you want and what you feel. My Bible does not teach that. We better do right before a holy God. What's the opposite? Somebody help me here. What's the opposite of submission? Selfishness. It's what it is. No, this is my way. This is what I want. And I don't care what you said. I'm doing it this way. Amen. Just like the opposite of sacrifice is selfishness. When we live for ourselves, our marriages break apart. Right. We grow apart. When we live for each other, strengthen one another. It's all about her. And she's all about him. We grow closer together. And our home is strengthened. And everybody's happy. It don't matter if we're talking about money, plans, time, the physical nature. It doesn't matter what it is. When a husband lives for his wife and his wife lives, wife lives for the husband, everybody's happy. 
God's way is perfect. God's way is perfect. If we'd quit living for ourselves. Again, I don't want to have a marriage that's just bleh. I don't think you do either. You desire to have something that's enjoyable. Let's do it God's way. Amen. Let's quit, let's quit living for ourselves. Do you want to stay miserable? I don't want to be miserable. Now, I know I'm talking about marriage tonight. But you know what? When two people are, are, are not gelling, not getting along, there's something about uh, preferring the other. You know, we can, we can talk about this in any kind of relationship. The Bible does say that we are to prefer one another. Too oftentimes, our selfishness is getting us into fussing with other people because we feel hurt and we feel this and we feel that. And it's all about me and it's all about this right here. And God said, prefer one another. That's right. Yes, there's authority. Yes, there's times where decisions need to be made. I'm talking about, we're just talking about opinions and, and desires and wants. And, and why is it that you go out on a, on a date night, husband and wife, maybe you have one once a week or once every couple weeks, and if you don't, try to have one, amen? Figure it out, because you need to spend time together. Amen? Yeah, but you don't know we have all these little kids and all that. Well, figure it out. Amen? You need that time. You need that time. It don't have to be the most expensive thing, but why does it always have to be one person, whatever they want, and the other person doesn't get any input? When there's just a little bit of extra money, why is it always one person making all the decisions? That's not sacrifice and that's not submission. That's not love. That's selfishness. That's selfishness. Now, I talked about it today and I'll just mention it again. James says, let's not just be hearers of the word, let's be doers. Henry Ford said, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. So we're either going to sit here and let it go in one ear and out the other, or we're going to make a change. And we're going to build our marriages and our homes to be something. Amen? Come on, church family. Starts at home. Starts with with a husband and wife. Amen? Sir, your sons are learning from you the way that you treat your wife. They're going to treat women the way that you treat your wife. That's a lot of responsibility right there. Ma'am, the way that you submit to your husband is the way your children will submit to you. Why is it that, well, my kids are, 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 they listen to their daddy. He comes home and man, they straighten up, but I'm just, they never listen to me. Well, let's consider that for a minute. What are you teaching them? Come on now. What are you teaching them? They learn by example. They learn by example. Let's bow our heads together, please. Lord, we need some reminders and we need some help with our homes and we thank you for what you're teaching us tonight. Lord, I, I ask your, your help and your blessing on this. Lord, I certainly do not have all this figured out and I need your help tonight as a husband. And uh, Lord, I pray that you strengthen our homes. God, please, this is the Bible, and it needs preached, and we need to respond to it. We need to yield to it. God, I pray that we would 
protect our homes and our marriages and not give it to the devil. God, the devil's putting his things in our minds that it wants us to be selfish and, well, I never get this and I never feel loved and I never get any of that. God, help us, please, to live for the other. To show that we love by sacrifice and by submission. Lord, help us tonight, please. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. I'm going to ask you to stand, church, tonight. Let's, deal, let's talk to God tonight. Come on.